0: Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.
1: It's an unusual sports spectacular as two of the three of us have been under the weather this week, but we promise to power through. Not rain, nor sleet, nor sore throats, nor any numbers going way off the scale. will stop this train. Larry Smith here with Brad Surdy and Mike Kegley. We are the
2: Illini guys. Glad you're here with us. You guys need to eat more pizza. I it up when I was in Illinois. I'm fine. The two of you, jeez.
3: Yeah, evidently, the healthy eating is overrated. I'm going <laughs> to go pizza from now on. Just go to pizza. So it's, you know, blood sugar, who cares? Just eat (laughs) pizza.
2: Just eat the Look, hey, Brad, I'm telling you, you know, Larry and I, we had a Pequod's up in Chicago, got a Papa Dell's in Champagne. And then I personally forced down a Monocle's, which was very tasty, over in Bloomington. And um, I'm feeling fantastic today. And you guys, Mm. I, I think you need to look at my diet and maybe try to elevate your game a little.
3: Yeah.
1: I snuck in a villa in Mattoon as well. We'll talk more about that next oh, time. Oh, that would have been it was, good. It was good stuff, but yeah, mm. but, but I can't keep up. Did, with-
3: did Wait, when you ate with Mike, did he let you have any?
1: Yeah, because it was a pretty big pizza. Oh.
3: Yeah. yeah. oh Okay, you it was, stole it when we went to the bathroom. Yeah, but he wasn't looking exactly. It's called, it's
2: called being sporting, Brad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna get into the 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 Mike eating prowess Kegley coming up in the uh, later on in the second hour. You might think that with no Illini teams in action that we run out of things to talk about. All contraire, mon frere. We hear from football coach Brett Bielema in just minutes. Athletic director Josh Whitman in the second hour. Uh, if they're talking, we're listening. The latest in football and basketball recruiting. Football assistant coach Aaron Henry made an appearance on the Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. We'll play a bit of that. And Alani guys, football writer Matt Stevens and the Alani gal Adelia McKenzie all on the way. Let's get things started, though, with the basketball team and the transfer portal. The month of May ended with 11 scholarship players on the roster. We go into the second weekend of June standing at 11 scholarship players on the roster. Mr.
3: Sturdy, what's the latest? Well, they want another big guy. Um, now where that big guy is going to come from is, is going to be interesting. You know, we've talked about guys like Pete Nance and we've talked about, you know, there's international guys. There's, you know, uh, Jalen butts is another name we're going to hear about later, but uh, there's a lot of guys out there that they're still, they want to, they want a guy can come in and play some five. Um, you know, definitely can play some five, maybe a guy who is younger, they could develop, or maybe a guy who's a fifth year come in for one year, either option works. But then you got to give him some minutes at that center position as a as kind of insurance um, against whether it's injury. Maybe, you know, you, this is a new thing. Dane Danger, they're really high on him, but he's never done it at the college level. So you just kind of you have that little bit of question mark in your head whether he's going to get it done for 25, 30 minutes a game. And so you need some other options.
2: Yeah. And a lot of people talk about Pete Nance. Uh, he's a player that that has a lot of talent pulled out of the uh, NBA draft. And, of course, he's running on that razor's edge of players have a lot of leverage, but then the closer it gets to reporting in June and starting your summer practice, all of a sudden the the worm turns and the player doesn't have as much leverage. What are you hearing about Pete Nance and the possibility of him being in the orange and blue next year.
3: Yeah. A week ago. I mean, I thought he was a lock to Gonzaga. Um, then I, then I heard North Carolina really made a strong uh, pitch to him um, trying to get him to, he wants to play power forward, uh, which makes sense. I mean, I, I get it. Maybe you're trying to showcase now, personally, I think he fits as a stretch five in the NBA, but that's yep. just me. Um, as a guy who can shoot it and he rebounds pretty well. He's got some, yep. he's got a little bounce, but I, I think that, there's a situation where he's, you know, Gonzaga and North Carolina. I don't know that maybe um, Illinois is, I don't think they're in the lead. I think it's unlikely he's going to end up in Illinois now because of adding Meyer, but it's not hundred percent done in, until he decides it's done. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things playing out. And like you said, you lose some leverage because you know, we've talked about NIL money. There's only so much NIL money to go around. Like there's not unlimited funds. I don't want to say it's, it's a little bit like a salary cap. I mean, I guess in the yeah, college exactly. sports, but there's only so much of it to go around. So if, if, you know, if Illinois says, Hey, you know, this guy is going to have this much and he's going to do this. Well, this is our pie, our pizza. We'll, we'll go with pizza.
4: This mm. is our pizza.
3: And even though it's big, we gave Larry a little bit of pizza, but you know, it, you know, he didn't maybe get as much as Mike because Mike ate it all. <laughs> Speaking of,
1: how smart was it for, for Underwood to, to to go out and, and get Meyer what he did and not wait around for Nance? Because it, it, we look back, Nance was kind of right. It looked like he was going to be maybe if he didn't go, didn't stay in the draft, he was going to come in. Uh, Meyer beats him to the punch. Um, looking back now, is that the smart move or,
3: or should he have waited? Oh, I think it was definitely a smart move. You got to hit. You take the burden in the hand, right? I mean, you got a guy it's not Matthew Meyer is a really good player. Um, Evan Maya calls him the number one player in the transfer portal. And, you know, they have 10 parents, like four. So they only did really well in the transfer portal. Now Nance from a positional standpoint may have been a little bigger need just because they kind of need a guy to play more five and they, they don't have as much experience. They got a lot of guys who can play three, four, but you don't pass up six, nine guys who can, or have won national titles and are, you know, great defenders and can shoot the ball, handle the ball, pass the ball. I mean, this is, he's a Brad Underwood guy. He really fits well.
2: And, and think about this though. And Brad, this is probably another show that we could, you know, talk about on another weekend, but how many times have Illinois coaches not taken the bird in hand, didn't get the guy that they were thinking they were going to get, and then missed on the sure thing that they had. And, brad underwood is he's already he's, he's past that and that to me was getting matt meyer was an incredibly smart move and i was extremely happy that they did that
1: mike too many times too many times uh, it's nice to be on the other side of the, of the of the ledger on that one we are just getting started brett bieleman talking about the big recruiting month of june and Because he can't, we will talk about the commitments of this past week. That's next on the Sports Spectacular here on the Illini Guys Radio Network.
4: Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously, you're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible, whoever you are. Wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way.
1: guys.com free seven-day trial when you sign up. And we're getting ready for some summer giveaways. Be sure to sign up and get in on the latest insider news and more and uh, get your name in the kitty for some of those other things. you got to be in it to win it. It's at guys.com This Newsmaker segment presented by Busey Bank. Big week for Illinois Athletics last week as the university dedicated the brand-new Atkins Golf Club in Urbana. Head football coach Beth Bielema was there talking a little bit about golf just a little bit and at the time he was looking forward to what now is last weekend's big recruiting
5: visits let's take a listen I grew up on a little nine-hole course uh, so I grew up playing probably one of my best memories growing up is with my mom, my dad and my uh, brothers playing on the course so it's golf has always been a pretty cool part of our game um I will say having a wife and two kids is dented by uh, uh, golf golf volume but uh, excited to get back out here I think Ryan Walters and uh, Barry Lunny and Andy Boo are all really good golfers I wouldn't uh, bet against Lunny um like all former quarterbacks. I uh, bet on him if I just take a ticket a team.
3: <laughs> you get some official visits now.
5: We do. Uh, We've got a big weekend coming up. Uh, actually got one in today. Um, and then tomorrow we'll have uh, uh, somewhere between 13 and 15. We picked up another one last night. Sometimes kids' schedules change at this time of the year, you know. So um I got those schedules to be a little bit later, moved up. So we got a lot of adjustments to make, but it should be a huge weekend, kind of like last year. This first weekend, we have a huge emphasis on a certain Type of player and person uh, that we're bringing in this first weekend, and then we'll kind of make adjustments after that.
6: What's the month of June mean to you guys? It seems like that's it. Kind of with COVID stopping, like it seems like June has turned into like, yeah. This big you moon. know,
5: last June was so different because um, we, we, we it was the first time we could see these guys. So we literally were bringing people to campus that I'd met via Zoom for six, to t- you know, months that you never had seen them live, right? And all of a sudden they're on your campus. Uh, not really the biggest 48 hours of your time with them right for kids that have we've had a few commitments and you know like last year but this 48 hours especially when you're bringing young men from far away uh, you try to cram as much as you can in these 48 hours show them as much as you can about the University of Illinois as many people as you possibly can um, but also don't overwhelm them because it can be a little too much at times Um, so it's a difficult balance Uh, I would say this May is, is my coaches when they're on the road a lot without me well they probably enjoy that part uh, but they're really all over the place Uh, and then i try to give them a little bit of break over over the weekend Uh, and then june is really uh insanity driven because not only do we have official visits we'll also be on the road at some satellite camps Mm -hmm. that kind of eat up your time during the course of the week
1: what kind of momentum can you gain from this
5: month Uh, from this month um I get it. I think that that's probably a little bit overrated. Um, uh, Each kid is going to make a decision based on his timeline. I always tell kids in recruiting, your story is your story. It's unique to you, just like your name. So uh, don't get wrapped up by what other people are doing or what's being said or who's making offers. Live your moment. Um, And and, uh, uh, I think sometimes on a recruiting weekend, you can get a vibe going and kids feel good. But you may not feel the effects of that or the commitment of it. until months later. Like last year, I'll just use the example, I thought Jared Beatty and his parents, I could just tell that they fit into our weekend and I think they're really excited and uh, the process that we had given them, but they, they just need to diligently do what they needed to do to get a commitment, right? And his, his commitment didn't come until months later, but uh, I literally, when we had a, a recruiting review weekend after they left, I, I, I said, I'd be very surprised if he's not in our midst, but uh, you get surprises too. Uh, so it's a little bit of uh, every story is unique.
3: You have to find find ways to tailor these visits uh, Um, to those individuals
5: style. You do. You know, so um, this weekend, uh, a good mix of Midwest kids, especially Illinois kids, um, but we have some visitors from the coast. Um, uh, You know, it starts with a simple thing. Um, When I first got here, I I moved the hotel choice, right? Where we used to stay at one place, I moved to a different place because I felt that better fit the environment of a recruiting weekend. Last year we did paintball, it was kind of fun to see the reactions uh, of that. Um, uh, our coaches, our players get involved, the head coach won't get involved, they'll want to shoot me. Uh, but um, yeah, from places that we eat, we kind of customize that by kid, right? Um, some kids, uh, you know, we actually have a dinner on Friday night at the Champagne Country Club, that's where we eat every Friday night meal. So we can literally say, hey, this is a meal that you would eat every Friday night. Uh, I'm a big believer in trying to give kids uh, a feel for what their visit, during their visit, what a, what a, uh, life would be like here so we don't take them to a best bunch of restaurants they never go to we we try to take them to places or bring food in uh this weekend we'll do a food truck uh, on saturday afternoon right so a little different look but it's going to have four or five different restaurants that they could go to in town but it's a way to diversify and have a little bit of fun with that in our building so we showcase the smith center um uh, the different ag- avenues of there um uh, we'll eat in alumni center um last year we would eat uh, over. Know, the basketball arena, but that's obviously you know, in a transition phase. So you know, we try to let them touch as many places as they possibly can. a lot of talk of eliminating divisions in Big Ten. Yeah. Is, is that something you have a thought on? Is that, is it's that probably anything? more of a question for the next guest. <laughs> uh, that's above the uh, head coach's pay raise. Um, uh, I do think the part I love about the Big Ten, I've been in an environment with our coaches and, and other Big Ten people. I grew up in this league uh, probably a little bit different perspective than a lot of people i played in this league. Uh, I've been an assistant coach this league in three different places. I've been a head coach of two of them. Nobody else has really been able to bring that type of voice, right? And I think one of the things that I loved as a player, as an assistant coach, as a coordinator, and a head coach, is divisional play. I think, I think, you know, uh, Iowa fans want to play Illinois and Wisconsin and Minnesota and the bordering states. Um, I think as, as coaches we want to do the same. Um, I think in today's world when we're battling TVs and day experiences and all that goes into it we want to have fans there in the stadium and uh, so i like games that mean something to somebody right like um, believe me i came in as a as a kind of a double negative right i was from illinois but i went to iowa and coached in wisconsin so that was uh you know that perspective but i think every place i've been these these border rivalries
3: It was a really cool uh, event out there. We'll talk more about that later, but it got to hear, you know, I got to stand there and hear uh, Bielema talk as well. It was really um, interesting to hear him discuss. And some of the football coaches play a little golf too, so that's always always good. But but Bilama, pretty clear that he was hyped about this recruiting weekend, and he was definitely uh, and it locked in, and it was obviously very successful.
2: You know, and, and you think about all the travels that the basketball coaches – put into recruiting but then you hear about the schedule that that the football coaches have in june and it's not easy uh putting a top team out there on on the field is
1: it no it's not
3: (laughs) it's exactly right it's it's crazy and think about putting together 85 guys i mean i just uh, i'm always you know i basketball basketball is kind of my thing right so i look at 13 guys and you're trying to fill in 13 guys Pull an 85 and make sure I got this many offensive linemen, this many defensive linemen, this many quarterbacks, so that you know it doesn't like some walk-on like Mike Cagley has to come in and play or something. You know, <laughs> like so you, you like that. you can
2: count. Come on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. That's why that's why 13's as high as I go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Girls basketball exactly. trouble with 15. So
2: <laughs> we got eight offensive linemen, we got eight defensive linemen. That means no. we have 24 players.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> know your limitations, Mike. Yeah. It's important that we all know our limitations. That's right. Uh, Brett Bielema, as we mentioned,
1: talking about uh, during the Atkins there, something he didn't he didn't get a chance to get out. Of course, he's got two small daughters at home, so we'll give him a pass on that. This segment brought to you by the good people <laughs> at Busey Bank. More on Bielema football and those recruits who recently said yesterday Alani and that he was uh, hoping that they would say yes there in that clip. That's next on the Alani Guys Sports Spectacular.
7: At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.
3: Have a business you'd like to promote right here? To advertise on the Sports Spectacular, reach out at info at and use the passion of the Alina Guys to reach your audience. That's info at alinaguys.com.
1: Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX
0: Home Solutions. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: It's been a big week for Illini football to talk about some of these 2023 commits who have given their verbal pledges recently. We bring in IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst Matt Stevens. Matt, uh, welcome to Sports Spectacular. Good to have you on as always. Let's start with the quarterback, Oklahoma, uh, a a, a selection you were kind of surprised about. We talked about him before, a young man named uh, Cal Swanson.
8: Yeah, it's it's a identification of, of Barry Loney Jr. of the new offensive coordinator at Illinois, and it's a it's a quick relationship, it's a quick recruitment, it's a quick evaluation, and it was a quick commitment. Um, the kid didn't wasn't that very that patient um, in how he plays on the field and how he deals with his recruitment. So he said he didn't think this was going to take very long, and all it took was a fishing fishing trip behind Bart Miller's house. Apparently that in uh in champagne that got got him sold on illinois but no i, I, I the, the kid is a i think a superior athlete um you're talking about a kid that just this spring finished sixth in, in the 400 meter dash in the state of oklahoma um, among his high among high schoolers uh it's he, his his times he, if you put a stopwatch to him he, you know he's a heck of an athlete and that the right arm is very, very strong. Um, And I know this because he doesn't yet use his lower body like he could or should. Um, And I think once he kind of gets into a system and gets buried to kind of teach him, uh, you know, some fun, I would say fundamental technique stuff that uh, um, you know, he will be happy to do because he's not going to see the field for a few years. I think he could even be better in terms of accuracy and in terms of where he wants the football to go. Because if you look at his tape right now, uh, you know, I, I haven't said this to him because I just don't want to sound like a jerk, but I, I sometimes wonder like, dude, does your offensive line need help because you seem to be running for your life an awful lot. And after he runs for his life, there's a zip of a pass that I, I, I think could catch a lot of people's eyes and it caught Barry's eye real, real quick. And uh, I think that talent wise, and potential-wise and athleticism are exactly why, you know, he was identified by this staff, and they're really excited about him.
3: He looks like a pizza running away from Cagley. That's what he looks like. So that's that's, that's – you're just running for his life. <laughs> they, they have – Matt, I got it. So Swanson was obviously a, a commit, but they got a couple of really big-name guys that had SEC – um, and you know Michigan offers things like that. That even you were kind of I think you were surprised a little bit they got him that quick from yep. those guys. Uh, can you talk about those guys a little bit?
8: Yeah, Jamari and is a six is a three hundred pound, six foot five. You know, defensive tackle that you just don't get. You know, they don't grow on trees around here in the Midwest, and you got to go outside the recruiting footprint to get it. Credit uh, Terrence Jamison and credit uh, you know Kevin Kane for that's that's kind of his more or less territory and and I think this was a staff deal. I think there were four or five guys on the staff that really combined on this recruitment. I know he has he has a connection with Aaron Henry, the defensive backs coach, but Jama was able to finally put this one to bed and it really does a lot of things. One is that you just beat the defending national champs, Georgia on a on a recruit. You beat LSU on a recruit. You beat Auburn on a recruit. Um, that, that carries a lot of weight. And I think that this kid is, is deserving of more stars than he's been given because I think athletically he is just so gifted, Brad, at 300 pounds. You know, I, he, he's a multi-sport athlete. Uh, you know, does, does the field events and track and field, you're talking about a kid that can do a lot of things athletically. I foresee the ability for him to contribute right away as a true freshman, even if at the big 10 level, because he is that big and he is that strong and he is that quick and he is that athletic at, that much of a poundage and 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 they just don't have the depth on that at that position and that's the other thing it kills is that they had missed so badly before this first weekend on defensive linemen specifically defensive tackles that Harkless comes in and, and secures exactly what Illinois needed, which was the first high school defensive lineman to, to to commit and or sign since Brett Bielema took the job in December of 2020. And so I think Jmo Jaren Stamison deserves a lot of credit for finally being able to close on a kid. And boy did he ever, because I think this is this is the headliner. He is the headliner of of the defensive side of the ball on this 2023 class.
2: Explain to people what the importance of a fantastic nose guard is to a 3-4 defense, because I don't think Illinois has had a guy like this for a long time.
8: It's the linchpin of everything you want to do, because if, if that person can athletically not only eat up two blocks, but maybe get vertically up the field, a la, like, say, like Warren Sapp did in the Tampa 2-3-4 look um, as a defensive tackle, um, you just disrupt everything, and I think that Illinois fans, you know, should have a lot of encouragement about the possibility of sticking him right in the middle of the law firm of Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton, um, and and having a lot of success because they're going to still be here at Illinois for a couple of years. For a couple of years, what I will say about Harkless, and he has done everything he can publicly when interviewed to say that his recruitment is done. I have I have a familiarity with the SEC and how they recruit. So I'm just telling Illinois fans, let Georgia miss on a couple of kids, let LSU miss on a couple of kids, let Ole Miss miss on a couple of kids, and see if they want to double back and get the kid from Lexington to maybe flip his Illinois commitment. I would not feel comfortable about this kid's commitment until he signs something in either November or February. But it is a huge recruiting get for, the, for Illinois and Brett Bielema's program. And then I, I, the other thing, Brad, is that only if you flip it, they, they, they solidify the other side again, which is offensive line. And, and quickly, I, I, they, they got, you know, a, a couple of kids committed out of this offensive line. Zachary Armled, TJ McMillan, who had already come in. these um, Rico Jackson out of Florida, who's a potential huge athletic offensive tackle. Bielema, again, is just doing his thing, which is completely revamping this offensive line room with, with these 2023 recruits, just like he did in this last class, the 22 class, which brought in five offensive, five high school offensive linemen and two transfers. That's Matt Stevens.
1: Matt, as always, uh, great stuff. Football writer and analyst for IlliniGuys.com. Uh, we'll hear from also Kendrick Prince, and I know we talked to some of the coaches and get his perspective as well. Matt, stay with us. You and Sturdy got a chance to play the new Atkins course, and Mike and I got a tour on Monday. We'll talk about that and more next on the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com.
0: You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley,
1: Brad Sturdy, the Illini Guys here on the Sports Spectacular. You know, we are hosting a little golf outing coming up on August 26th at Atkins Golf Club at the University of Illinois. Matt Stevens is still with us. Matt, you and Brad got a chance to play this new track last week.
8: Give us your thoughts. I think it's, it's a wonderful, uh, you know, renovation of the old Stone Creek facility. And I think it, it, it provides Mike Small, it provides Renee uh, Sloan with everything that they need to potentially host Big Ten championships and NCAA regionals in the future. It gives them a, a test locally right around the Champaign-Urbana area for their roster as they lead into difficult tournaments. And I think anytime you can, you can renovate a, a, a track and have it be an entertaining, you know, place for, for members, um, and then have it be a 7,500 yard par 71 test for the guys on the roster. Um, and you have that mix. I think it's, I think it's everything that's been done has been done first rate. And, uh, I, I was very impressed with everything that they had changed over from Stone Creek to, to what is now Atkins golf club
3: yeah, I was, I was really, I really loved the course. The greens were fantastic. Um, they've got, you know, new bunkers, uh, they've got, um, but I I will say this, you know, (laughs) Matt mentioned the, the 7,500 yard par 71. And I do not want to play the orange tees because it might take me to a few days to get done. Then I may have to, I would need like extra, my cart would run out of gas, but no, um, or electroelectric so i guess they would run out of electricity but no i i was really impressed with though I, I thought it's great i mean the way they've reshaped it and repurposed it some of the things it, i think it's fantastic i you know i think this is an elite college golf facility now um it's also going to be great for the community um it, because again when you have the university behind it you can really do some nice things it's got great banquet centers, restaurants. It's not just a golf course. It's a community thing, too, and it's just fantastic, and the university did a wonderful job um, with this.
2: Yeah, we, I thought the pin placements were, were fantastic. It really made it a challenge for the golfers that we were watching. I think the other thing that's really cool, and Brad kind of hit on it, but the restaurant is a farmer's, you know, from the farm to the table restaurant, and we were actually there as they were bringing in fresh vegetables <laughs> into, the, into the chef to cook with. And that made me hungry. Um, and
3: and shocking, it was <laughs> shocking.
2: I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, you can see that they have an awesome um, banquet facility on the second floor of the clubhouse that can seat, I think, close to 500 people. Um, just a beautiful venue if someone in the community was wanting to do something, um, I can see where that would stack up with anywhere. So, I mean, uh, a great job done on multiple levels by the university.
8: Brad, Larry, when's the last time you think Mike's actually had a vegetable? Like I'm calling BS on that a little bit. There, like, there,
3: there could have been a one, salad. one on a pizza. There could have been no, one on: No, a there pizza can't be one on a pizza. no one on a pizza. Uh, no eagle. It, it could get dropped on there. you when they're doing all those toppings, there's no question a mushroom or a pepper could have gotten on a pizza that he ate.
1: What's incredible is I, I want to say Monday night at, at dinner, I think he had two salads.
3: Yeah, two
2: salads there Brad
1: I was I was um yeah we'll discuss that uh later on in the uh, the second hour uh Mike's eating prowess listen you may really want to stick around for that because it was pretty impressive um it was like superhero-esque uh, it was something else. No, but but back to the course. You know, you're right. It was very not well all heroes
3: out. wear capes, Larry. No, not all <laughs> heroes wear capes.
1: They, they wear bibs. Some wear bibs. bibs. <laughs> and expandable pants. <laughs> Thank you. We drink minimum. Thank you. Uh, no, the course to your point, and we're going to hear uh, Josh Whitman's comments uh, next hour as well. as uh, Matt Stevens got a chance to interview him um, during that course before you guys during the before you guys played. The course you know just just fantastic it's well thought out uh, it was easily accessible um my first time driving out there you're right they repurposed the holes i thought it was laid out very nice um you know they've got the areas there for uh you know for your beverage for your snacks is well placed as well it's well thought out it's a fun track i can't wait to get out there we didn't play mike and i didn't play we just uh were there more for business planning things but um, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts to uh, Matt and Brad and Mike in terms of the pride that Josh Whitman has in, in facilities. I mean, he really, to hear him talk about this, he was really, really proud of, of the way this came out, his comments
8: during the ceremony. And even when talking to Matt. Yeah, I would, I would say that, that, you know, Josh, what Josh and, and, and I'd say Mike have been able to put together here for, for Atkins is, is a game changer. And what I mean by that is, is that Mike has already put together a national championship caliber program at the University of Illinois, which is saying something in a school that has snow uh, in, in the winter. I mean, you just don't see that anymore. Uh, the, the, indoor, the, 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 the indoor hitting facility, the indoor facility that they have, the diversion facility that they have is a game, was a game changer a long time ago. This adds to it, and what do I mean by that is that Josh Whitman and, and everybody who's been involved with this now give Mike Small an opportunity potentially to host a regional. And Mike believes, and he's told me this, that he thinks that the regional assignments are going to start ending up like baseball, where if you have one of the top eight programs in the country and you have a facility that can host, you will host every year. We're not; gonna, it's not going to be a bid system anymore to the NCAA. And Illinois didn't have that until now. They didn't have a place where they could do that or where it was capable. And then the other thing is, and I'm writing a story this week, is that Mike is is familiar with winning a Big Ten championship at home. You know, they won one at Savoy in 1988 when he was teammates with Steve Stricker. Um, They'd like to do that again, and I think they will obviously get the opportunity at Atkins to do that. So anytime you can put your program in a capability – of making it easier to win a conference championship or win a national championship. That's exactly what Josh Whitman and everybody at Illinois has done with this.
3: Yeah. I, I totally agree with everything that Matt said. I, I think that um, Josh Whitman is facilities. When you look at what he's done from a silly standpoint in a short amount of time, and this is just another achievement. And when oven renovation is finished, it's going to be another one. And then they're going to work on the next thing and over and over it's got it. He's got a lot of pride because this is what you're known for. The Smith Center obviously is the best practice facility for football, or best uh, you know practice facility for football in the in the country, perhaps. So this is uh, that's what it's all about right now.
2: Yeah, he, uh, Josh Whitman has a reason to be proud, and um, you know the same with Mike Small on this particular project. And sometimes legitimate uh, success is something that it's very good to be proud about and maybe toot your horn a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was very cool to um, a lot of pride out there. And how cool was it also to have Chancellor Jones uh, as a part of that, uh, that uh, uh, dedication ceremony, very, very, uh, very neat. And um, a lot to be proud of Kendrick Prince of the Illini guys talk with Illini football assistant coach, Aaron Henry on his podcast recently. We'll hear part of that
0: right after this. You're tuned in to the sports spectacular on the Illini guys radio network.
1: Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224 880 6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224 880 6000 HX Home Solutions.
7: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. <laughs>
1: Welcome back. Our Game changer segment presented by OSF Healthcare. Aaron Henry is coming up on his second season as defensive backs coach for Brett Bielema's Illini. Part of a coaching unit that saw the defense make vast improvement from the year before, helping the team to upset wins at Penn State and Minnesota during the 2021 season. He was recently a guest on Kedrick Prince's podcast, Keds Recruiting Roundup. Let's listen in.
9: I never in my wildest dreams had any intent on ever coaching. Um never wanted to coach, never had any plans on coaching. I can remember when coach b brought me in his office one day and asked me have i have I ever thought about coaching? I think this was like my junior year um I had been battling some knee injuries and mm-hmm. um um i am I'm sure he probably felt like you know this this young man has had multiple knee surgeries you know but I do think he'll be a phenomenal coach and um I looked at him and said, coach I, I mean the dedication the time commitment you guys have um as much time you spend away from your family um I, that sounds like a Horrible idea, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But um, um, I didn't know everything that came with it. Um, I thought they were just in the office, twenty four seven, game planning, um, and um, it was it, it kind of just my career. I guess my coaching career kind of just propelled from there, man. And lo and behold, I end up saying yeah to him because um because he brought me to a a high school football camp in Arkansas. You know, coach end up it's funny because coach coach so coach. I accept the job at NC State as the team chaplain.
2: Right.
9: All right. This was in 2013. I accept the job as the team chaplain. I'm going to NC State. All right. I made a commitment to go there. Well, maybe it was 2012, but 2012 or 13. I made a commitment to go there. Coach says, listen, I just want to fly you up for this camp. I want you to come in for a couple of days, work the camp with me. I'll send you back on your way. Right. That's 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 the recruiter in them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what his intent was, what his plans were, and I don't think he knew as well, right? But we get to the camp at the University of Arkansas at the time, and um, they got a bunch of dudes on campus, man. Like like this is like a team. This is like the big team camps where a lot of prospects are coming to these camps, right? And so mm-hmm. um, they had about 15 guys that they offered that they invited to camp. Um, Out of the 15 guys that they offered at the camp, I spoke to nine of them. Wow. Yeah. The nine guys that I, when I said spoke to, I'm talking about like in-depth, about, mm-hmm. about 10 to 15 minute conversation with them and their parents, because nobody, nobody at that point in time had a perspective of playing for them. Right. And I'm just visited. I'm, on, I'm there for three days. Right. And I spoke to each parent once I kind of knew who they were, um, each parent and kid about like how cool it was to play for them, um, how he going to prepare you for life. Like I just I just came from a I literally just got done playing with him you know what I'm saying so nobody could sell that and so um I was just telling my story and I think people fell in love with that a little bit and out of the nine kids that I spoke to right had a conversation with mm-hmm. um, nine ended up committing to him that day they went in his office and I, I didn't find this out until later but they went in his office coach did his thing and um every parent asked the act they asked about the guy with dreads I had dreads at the time. <laughs> They thought I was on staff. It, it, it was pretty cool. They thought I was on staff, but I was literally just there visiting. Um, he 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 made note that I was one of his um his, his former players, and um they ended up committing to him. Now I didn't know that I didn't know that the commitment, I mean I knew some of the commitments had taken place, but it wasn't until the end of my visit there, the end of my stay there over the three days, because I was just working the camp just like just like any other um high school coach or any other um um, um guy that was on the staff was I was just working, doing DB drills, right? Primarily working with the defensive backs. And um we get to the end of of um of my stay, and coach gives me a hug, give me he writes me a uh, writes me a camp check, and um he 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 starts to tear up a little bit, like I want you to stay. Really? Yeah, I'm like, I want you to stay. I'm like, you want me to stay? Like, dude, I ain't got nowhere to stay. What you mean you want me to stay? <laughs> like, you want me to stay and do what, man? Like we already had a conversation. I'm not being a coach, man you want me to stay and do what? Um, he was like, how about this? All right. I know you've accepted the job with coach Young, with coach Dorn uh, to be the team chaplain. Um, but how about this? I'll put you up in Fayetteville, Arkansas for 10 days. All right. I'll put you up for 10 days. If you don't like your stay after the 10 days, if you decide you don't want to do this, you can go and be a team chaplain. All right. You can spend a rest, Like you can go and do whatever you want to do, man. Um, I just, I just, I really, I really think you will, you will excel in this profession. All right, you know, so got me a rental car, put me up in um in a hotel. Um, I'm I'm hanging around around a facility, kind of mm-hmm. hanging out around town, seeing what this um, um Fayetteville has to offer. And um, like I, I I it wasn't that I fell in love with just Fayetteville, but I, I I felt like I felt like he was trying to not force me to do it, but kind of guide me in the direction of this. You're a really good coach and you don't know it yet. But I think if I, keep show you here, you. Yeah, I think if I, I think if I keep you here long enough, eventually a light's gonna go off and 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 you're gonna notice it, right? Well, I didn't stay there 10 days, I stayed there three. All right, I stayed there three days, A light went off. I'm like, coach, this is what I wanna do. All right, this is what I want to do. He's like, but I don't got a job for it yet. All right. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, this is what I'll do, all right. Um, put me in touch with some boosters. I was a I was a landscaper, man. I was a landscaper in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Me and five Mexican guys every morning we met at a um we met at a um it was like a a a, a shed pretty much with all of our tools and equipment and we went around northwest Arkansas, um a lot of apartment complexes for Mr. Lindy Lindsay. Um, we hedged bushes, all right, um we cut the grass, we painted, I mean we did all of that in terms of like um apartment maintenance and stuff. Just um, I'm, I'm caretaking of the facility. Um, a lot of these apartments are really, really, really nice. And so, um, I started off doing that because coach didn't have a spot available. Um, so I, 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 you know, I come from hard work, man. My, um, my, my, my grandfather and my, gr- my grandparents raving. So my grandfather worked in the fields, um, uh, picking tomatoes and picking watermelons for like 15 years. So I'm, 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 I'm used to, I'm used to tough work. You know what I'm saying? We used to lay side. We used to throw watermelons, all that good stuff, man. And so, um, that wasn't none that, that was hard for me. And so um, I, I did it. I did it. And I realized after about two months that it was blazing hot and I had a college degree. All right. And so instead, I took my, my talents to be a substitute teacher. All right. Um, so I was a substitute teacher. From there, I moved to be a substitute teacher in, um, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, worked at Harbor High School. Um, I subbed at a couple of, um, couple of middle schools, a couple of elementary schools in the area as well um, in Springdale. Arkansas, and um, from there, um, finally, a football position came open. Well, I thought it came open. Well, it didn't. All right. Well, they had an academic position that came open um, because one our academic advisor, one academic advisor, had left to be the head guy at UCLA men's basketball. And so, in the meantime, um, coach went to the um, he went to the, some of the higher ups, and was like, "Well, why don't we just hire Aaron in that role?" Um, until we, we, we find somebody full time. And so um, I, had a, I had the luxury um, before I moved into a GA role at the University of Arkansas to move into, a, um, I was an academic advisor. Um, um, my boss was Regan Hill. Um, she's now at Charlotte. Um, and I could tell you this, that was the greatest experience in terms of parlaying into my coaching career that, 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 that I could have ever had, right? We had, um, we had quite a few guys with learning disabilities but for me, you know, I grew up in a uh, my grandmother was a teacher for over 30 years. I grew up in a household to where um, education was really important, you know, and I could relay the message from academics to football. You know, some of these guys just learn different, um, um, you know, um, from, from so from being a substitute teacher to moving in an academic advising role to football. I was able to see how a lot of our players learned, right. which ultimately ended up helping me along the way. You can hear that podcast in its
1: entirety on Ked's Recruiting Roundup on the front page of IlliniGuys.com or wherever you find your podcast. That's the Game Changer segment presented by OSF Healthcare. Ked joins us next as we talk about Mr. Henry here in the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular.
4: Slow down, they say. You're getting older. Relax. Seriously? You're on a mission. You've got places to go, grandkids to see. At OSF Healthcare, we want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, whatever your mission is, we're here to support it. Because that's our mission. Your life, our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way.
1: Hi, this is Larry Smith, proud native of central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athletes' stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out, IlliniGuys.com.
5: Hello, this is Brett Dilma the Illinois head football coach, and you're listening to Illini Guys the Tagging. Larry Smith, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy,
1: joined by Kedrick Prince, Director of Recruiting for IlliniGuys.com. We get a double dose of Ked today. He'll have his recruiting roundup segment in a few minutes. Uh, Ked, we just heard part of your podcast with the Line Eye defensive backs coach Aaron Henry. It may be too much to say you're a fan of his, but you certainly have talked about your respect for him uh, before now.
10: Just total respect. You know, we all had an opportunity to hear him speak um, during his press conference when Coach Bielema hired him. And I mean, just looking at some of us on Zoom, we were just all amazed, just his confidence level and he, his impact, the impact that Coach Bielema's had for him and, you know, his loyalty to Coach Bielema and just to recruits. It just, I'm just really in awe of how, you know, these are Division One, you know, coaches and some of these guys, they're just they, you know, they get it and they, they really feel and believe that Illinois is one of the best universities in the country. And, and they're selling that. And he's doing the same thing. I mean, he, you know, some Florida played at Wisconsin, but he loves the University of Illinois and they're going to win games. He said that to me all air. People are going to be surprised.
3: Yeah, Illinois is ranked as the number six public university in the country and a little thing I saw the other day. So it is a good school. Who knew? Who knows? So that's a good thing. Ken, what about uh, Aaron Henry's just one part of this uh, football staff that's done a great job recruiting and um, and putting starting to put together some pieces that can be uh, can help this team win. Um, what are your what are your thoughts overall with this, you know, a, as you've talked to these guys?
10: Well, I'll tell you what it's really you, What's really weird is that uh, most people know I live in the Quad cities and for years you just don't. Get football recruits from Iowa, and from you just don't. I was always done well, and now Illinois is just getting kids that you know have Iowa on their list, Purdue and Northwestern and Michigan and Minnesota. This staff has done a tremendous job of selling their program and their product. They they know, they see the vision, and what's what I like about it. And you know, Matt Stevens, you know who's a, who's one of our lineup guys. He talked about on one of our podcasts. You know, Brett Beatlem is just not gonna sell his soul to the transfer portal. And he hasn't done that. He's done a really good job of getting high school kids. And he's getting high quality high school kids that are and he's picking up kids or athletes that have offers from SEC schools and other big ten schools and big twelve schools. So I mean, this staff has done a tremendous job. And I had a chance to talk to Coach Beatlem a couple of weeks ago, and he's genuine. It's this isn't fake. It's just it's different. I could sit down and talk to him just like I'm talking to my parents and that's what they sell to the other recruits.
2: So, as you look at this team, they're obviously um, filling a lot of, of 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 holes in the roster. Um, did Coach Henry talk about how they how they target individual players, or uh, what it takes for somebody to catch the eye of the Illini coaches? It's a great question. A lot of coaches, which we all know, they'll use
10: recruiting services. They don't care about that. They know they're out there, but they go look and see what player fits their needs and their system. That's what a lot of high school kids will tell you. I mean, some of the ones I've talked to, uh, even this week, they talk about, you know what, yeah, you can be a four-star, five-star. they see what we can do. Then they talk to the coaches. And, I mean, there's some guys that, I mean, this is not to criticize lower level schools but they don't have, you know, power five offers. And Illinois will offer those kids, and the average fan may look at that as a negative. But when you talk to Coach Henry, he'll tell you they have an eye and they know what they're looking for at these positions, whether it be wide receiver, defensive tackle, quarterbacks, linebackers, safeties, it doesn't matter. They have an eye for what they want, and they know what they're going to get. And if you look at Coach Bielema's success at Wisconsin, he had a system, and that is huge to say in college football, I think.
1: You know, it's funny. You mentioned that talking to Kedrick Prince here, a guys director of recruiting. It's funny you mentioned that because that's what Aaron Henry mentioned in that clip in the last segment talked about, you know, how he got a chance um, on your podcast, got a chance to, he talked to his youth pastor, talked to his, you know, middle school coach. I mean, it's not just the family. He really does his homework and gets involved when he was recruiting him as a player uh, out of the, the Florida Everglades area. So my, my question for you, and I, I've asked Matt Stevens this before, what is different about recruiting this year for Illinois football than in last year or even, even in years past uh, when uh, Lovie Smith and his guys were here?
10: I feel bad for saying this, but you asked the question. He's, coach, every coach in Illinois that's been hired from Ron Turner, they all said they are going to recruit the state, you know, and one of the things that they talked about coach Bielema said a couple weeks ago, every one of the staff members were given a part of the state to recruit to answer your question. They said they were going to keep the best state best players in the state home or try to do that. They've done that. Larry, they have, I've never seen in the last 15, 20 years, the investment in this state and so I really like how they're going out. They're getting kids that who believe in them and believe in what they're selling. They have a new practice facility. I mean, they talked about uh, Josh Whitman, how involved he is when it recruits when the recruits on campus. I mean, and they know it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's going to make sure that he gets an opportunity to sell that, which is great because he played football for the university of Illinois. Uh, Josh, is not, not, not excuse me, Brett Bielam is not he's not going anywhere. He's playing on staying in Champaign. He wants to build Illinois to a winner, not just a Rose Bowl one year, and then four years from now, they're back at you know one eleven or whatever the case may be. I really see them building a foundation and building an offensive line, defensive line, and a good freshman class where these kids can play when they're juniors and seniors and be effective.
3: Okay, Ken, hey, I gotta get your thoughts on the uh three football commits uh, that, that we just recently had uh, for the University of Illinois. We've talked about the recruiting plan, but now tell us about the individuals, your actually, thoughts.
10: You know, actually, Brad, you know, there was four. So I, I have to give them credit. You know, they, this was a weekend that was should have been a home run a uh, last weekend should have been a home run for them. And it started off kind of slow, but really, really impressed. They hit a lot of needs. They accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. So, so I was just really, really impressed with the amount of kids and the quality of kids that they were able to pull off last weekend. This is what you want. This is what great programs do when they have recruiting weekends to get these kids to commit. Illinois was able to do that. Coach Beaton pulled it off.
1: All right, Kendrick Prince, hey, stick around. Go and have some, uh, some coffee or um, give the horse some, uh, some oats um, in our state-of-the-art orange room. We'll talk to you here next hour
2: don't touch my donuts kid yeah leave the, don't leave his
1: donuts alone Mike's an eating machine we'll talk about that next. <laughs> All right all right coming up on the top of the hour top stories and more coming up next this is the Alana guys sports spectacular on the Alati guys radio network.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Yep, the Illini Guys, Sports Spectacular, our number two, Larry Smith, Mike Hegley, Brad Sturdy, Patrick Quinn working audio for us. Always appreciate his efforts as well. You know, one name we have not talked about yet is Ty Rogers. And, and Brad, what a huge accomplishment for the young man. The incoming freshman. We talk about all the newcomers on the Illini squad, and, and he's a name that doesn't get talked about enough.
3: Yeah, he's fantastic player. Made the U uh, eight under eighteen U uh, S. basketball uh, national team. Um, USA basketball national team. He's a you know just a really good, just a tremendous player, and everybody loves playing with him. That's one thing. I mean, they had all these you know this roster. This is like some of the these are the best players in the United States, and they're all put them all together in a camp. And Rodgers is that guy that just stands out as the guy who just makes everybody on the floor better. And that's what he's done in the FIBA Americas, too. I mean, just makes all those really good players look even better when he's out there and does all that dirty work that nobody really wants to do. You know, he defends, he rebounds, he gets tips, he's you know steals, whatever. He passes, he loves to pass. Just fantastic.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing that makes him even more tantalizing, I think, for Illini fans, is he's really what the future of the NBA is. They're looking for guys who can do all the things that he can do, that can switch on, doesn't matter who he's defending. Um, and he's got all the, the skill sets that they're looking for. And, and you could see you know, Rodgers being a one or two years and done player and having quite a successful NBA career.
1: You know, Mike. To your point, and Brad, you said it as well. When, when, when we had Ty on the show, uh, I guess it's been now about five or six weeks ago. He talked about being a dog. I mean, he said, he said, hey, he said, you know, I'm from here. You know, second on Michigan. I mean, he he patterns his 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 game, the ferocity of his game, the passion of his game to Draymond Green in terms of that kind of player. And you could see some of that in terms of when you watch him that he just goes. I mean, he's got a motor. And you're right, he just. He just goes, he just, he, he scores, he passes, he defends, he's on the floor. I mean, he's, he's chasing down. It's like, there's never, you know, it's, it, it, he's, he's a guy that I think gets the most out of the time when he's on the floor. Is that fair to say?
3: Yeah, no question. I mean, that's what he does. He gets, he gets things done yeah. and it, it, a lot of guys get things done by taking 20 shots. He took uh, one game this week. He had like seven points, but he only took three shots he Had a few shots on the team. He just does those things that nobody wants to do, and he does all those little things. And, but you find him, he's a stat sheet stuffer, too. And that's, that's kind of Brad, – Brad Underwood loves guys like this. And, and you mentioned being a dog. I mean, he is not going to get outworked. He's not going to get out, you know, toughed. He, he, that's just who he is.
2: I'm, I'm kind of all ready for that first tip-off in November. I don't want to wish away the football season, but i got to be honest with you. This basketball team is also looking really, really good, and uh, it's a lot due to that roster construction. And think about it this this coaching staff still hasn't been together yet for a full year. Is that amazing or what?
11: Very
3: astonishing exciting. what they've done. Yeah, astonishing what they've done. It really is. Speaking of, um, you know, it's
1: time also for for camps and guys getting on. I know, Brad, that you said that uh, some coaches have been on vacation. What what's ahead here for? for basketball and football in terms of getting kids on campus.
3: Yeah. You know, like the, the football, football camps, you know, we mentioned last weekend was a great weekend for Illinois because they were able to get some commitments. They had people on campus with visits and things on the basketball side and football is going to continue through June with that stuff. They were actually, they've been out doing like at different camps talking this through the week. They're all over the country um, this week. And then basketball June 17th through the 19th, is an evaluation period. So they're going to be out at high school events. Um, I'm going to be actually covering uh, an event up at Riverside Brookfield High School. So uh, watching, you know, guys like uh, St. Rita, you know, Marez Johnson, James Brown, Nogis Indricitis, um, all with St. Rita now. Um, teams like that, the Youngs, the you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then the following weekend, there's more events, 24th, 25th, and 26th of June that the Illinois coaches uh, will be on see. And of course, we'll have on our, Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, and on IlliniGuys.com, some coverage for you from those events.
2: Yeah, this, this is a, a great time of year, and and I keep going back to you're looking at the quality of athlete that we're seeing commit to University of Illinois is just elevated. You know, you get a Matt Meyer, you get a Sky Clark, you get a Ty Rogers, and then you look over at Jamarian Harkless, who is a guy you can build a defense around. Um Josh Whitman has put the right coaches in place, and then he's empowered the coaches to pay for fantastic assistance that can recruit at the college level. And we're really starting to see that investment pay off for Illini fans and for the teams themselves.
1: And then you've got the NIL guys and that the, uh, the Illini Guardians and what they're doing in terms of getting Illinois ready to compete in the NIL uh, stratosphere as that begins to develop as well. Hey, before we go to break, Brad, when are the basketball players back on campus in June? When do they report?
2: Um, I believe that the the players report back on June 11th. And then um, the FIBA team that uh, Team USA that uh, Ty Rogers is on will play through the 12th, which will allow for uh, Ty Rogers to get there a little late. But when you're when you're representing your country, that's certainly a fine thing. If you're going to get a late note, that's got to count for something.
1: I think that does. You're exactly right. <laughs> well, stay with us. Kendrick Prince is going to be right back in the hot seat next. We just talked to him last segment. We'll talk to him in the next segment as he brings his recruiting roundup news. This is the Sports Spectacular powered by guys.com.
2: Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini Guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com.
7: At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships, build community, and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini.
1: I don't know if you've noticed, but guys, but this is the, the second time in recent weeks that Ked has not worn his 10-gallon hat. Maybe maybe it's a it's a summer thing, kind of a summer look for him.
3: I'm I'm not sure what that hat is. Is it more like a straw hat? He's the one with the straw hat look now, I think. You know, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah as long as
10: some of those some of those ball <laughs> spots.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you should go with the
2: dreads. I thought. I think that might be a good look, Kat. Well, the to half go with, with half a head, only the only hair I have left is around my ears, man. Oh, that would be a cool look. Stevie
10: you Wonder, can do the,
3: you to do that. You can have a Henson come over, a, a dread comb over,
10: be perfect, You Stevie Wonder, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you know, Kendrick
1: Prince, a lot of guys, dot com director of recruiting, back with us now. Uh, his beachwear and all, straw hat, here to talk uh, recruiting. Hey, Ken, uh, glad you stayed with us. You uh, joined us uh, a couple of segments ago talking about. Uh, we, we ran out of time at the top of the hour there about the four football recruits this week. What more can you tell us about um, these first four to commit for the, the class of 2023? I shouldn't say first four, but, but the four that just committed.
10: Well, tell you what I really like. I mean, on top of the fact that they're talented, this is a statement to me that some of these kids have, they picked Illinois over some of the top programs. Um, you know, let's look at uh, Jamarion Hartless, who's from Lexington, Kentucky, um, six, four, kid. Uh, He picked Illinois over Auburn and Kentucky. Uh, Rico Jackson's offensive tackle from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Six foot six, 300 pound kid. Um, I know he had offers from the U, um, uh, Miami, Cincinnati, Arizona State. They picked up a pro style quarterback, which surprised a lot of people, I think, and Kyle Swanson, a six foot three kid out of Oklahoma. Um, But the one kid I had a chance to talk to, I was really intrigued with, was an in-state product. Uh, Patrick Farrell, 6'5", 240-pound uh, defensive end from Chicago Rita, which is a popular high school because Illinois has basketball players uh, from St. Rita High School as well. But what I liked about you know talking to him, he had a chance to visit Iowa, Purdue, and Northwestern. You know, And I asked, what was the difference with Illinois? Because Iowa's basically owned Illinois in recruiting, you know, but that's changed the last two years. And His comment was, "That's the old Illinois. This is the new Illinois. Uh, This this different now." He visited those other schools, and those other schools were more worried about the product on the field, how many games they could win, and Illinois that was important, but it was second because they talked about him as a person, what he's going to do after football, his family, and Coach Bielema knowing everybody in his family. That's huge. People don't people take that stuff for granted, but that's that's big time because. You know, let's face it, Iowa's been one of the best programs in in the Big Ten, and Illinois had some home run hits, you know, over Iowa and some of these other schools, and even Northwestern.
3: Yeah, you know, Bielema's getting it rolling on recruiting. There's no doubt about it. One guy who's had it rolling – head is uh brad underwood on the men's basketball side he's done a fantastic job uh, putting together a couple of top-notch recruiting classes and one of those guys um who is uh getting ha- has had an opportunity this past week to really show up show off is ty rogers um six foot six uh wing from um, harvey thornton in chicago originally from detroit moved to her uh flint moved to um chicago but he's a dynamic. He's just having a great time with USA Basketball. know you and I talked earlier this week about how impressive and how how impressive he's been, but also how important it is to get that experience. We saw that happen with Io DeSumo, and it really it really helps your program to have these guys who are the some of the top under eighteen kids in the country on on display. You know, going winning a gold medal um, in, in whether in the FIBA Americas.
10: I think I think that's huge for Ty. And the thing, you know, after watching him play, you know who he reminds me of? And I don't want people to, you know, run off the road or, you know, lose a couple of hairs when I say this, but he reminds me of Magic Johnson, but not as but the numbers won't be as big because this kid is a stat sheet stuffer. He can do everything he can rebound he can defend he can he he can pass he can score he can get to the basket i just i'm just impressed with his knowledge of the game um, I don't think he'll play 30 minutes a game, so he won't put up, you know, triple doubles consistently. And I'll tell you what's really unique, you know, Brad, you mentioned Ty. If you talk to some of the coaches, they all have different opinions. They don't think this, I know this, they don't think he'll be around for three years. There's debate whether he'll be around one year or two years because he fits what the NBA is about. And getting an opportunity, like you said, to play on this big stage, it helps him and helped Iowa. So, and also, it's great PR for the University
2: of Illinois. And in in the end, the Illini are going to need to dig deep for some rotational depth. When they go looking into the transfer portal, uh, what can you tell us about Jalen Butts?
10: Well, other than the fact that I know you enjoy his last name, (laughs) um, (laughs) I can tell you this. He's a kid that uh, who... Um, originally from Fort Wayne, Indiana, went to DePaul and Western Kentucky. Six nine guy, you know. Brad and I, you know, mentioned we talked this week. They want a big. They want a big guy, another guy. And the thing I I like about him, I'm not saying they're going to get him, but he's definitely on the radar and somebody you know that they're watching. He's a he's different to me than Coleman and Dane Danger and and and, and Matthew Mayor because. He's more of an inside guy. And what I like about him is he will be able to give them something that those other guys may not do. And when you play against guys who just want to sit on the block, now that he can't move around, but that's where he's most effective at. So I would, he will would be a nice piece, but there's no secret now that they definitely want another guy with some size inside.
2: And we keep hearing rumors and rumbles that there could be a surprise on the horizon Now, obviously, if everybody knew about it, it wouldn't be a surprise. But, Cad, you and Brad are two of the closest people to the basketball staff. What are you guys hearing? Funny thing, I asked Brad. He's like, "I don't know." Cad, do you know? I'm like, "No, I don't know."
1: So the mystery continues. (laughs) Barely incredible. I think
3: that the big thing—it's I've discovered nothing. Things where. They've got a. They've got some international guys, and it's one of those things where we don't get. You know, we don't converse very much with international connections, and I, I think they want to keep these on the down low because if they're good enough that they want them, then that probably tells you that if other people find out about them, then you know we it goes public then other people are going to want that so i think there's a couple kids out there that they are definitely have interest in um you know they aren't we you know we're not going to list any names or anything like that but i think that this is there are some other guys and i think butts is kind of a an option but i think they you know they're exploring all possibilities before they you know lock in with uh what they're going to fill this roster with because it's a long way to november you never know what you're going to find it's
1: true it's true and let's face it you don't want to tell everybody because kansas back in 08 won a title with guys that illinois was on first so you're exactly right who's
2: on first <laughs>
10: oh my goodness <laughs> oh, geez. baseball segment
2: kendrick prince thanks
10: <laughs> thank you leave it up to mike i knew i knew it was coming <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what's on the way? He can't help it. Kendrick Prince. That's right, on first. That's right. For IlliniGuys.com. Yeah, Brad check can't out, lie. Check out his recruiting <laughs> re- updates on the website 24-7 She's the Alana gal, Adelia
0: McKenzie of the Fighting Alana women's basketball team. And she joins us next here on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Alana Guys radio network.
11: Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it. If your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
12: When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org/urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit.
1: Attention travelers, next Tuesday a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing
2: doors, please.
12: Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate.
5: Hello, this is Brett Bilma, the Illinois head football coach. You're listening to Illini Guys Sports Big Spectacular. Be sure to follow us
1: on Twitter at Illini underscore guys and on Instagram at Illini Guys. Adelia McKenzie may be on summer break, but we know she's always thinking about the orange and blue. The star guard for the Fighting Illini women's basketball team joins us here on the Sports Spectacular. Adelia, what's up?
13: Hey. What
1: have you been up to? What's going on?
13: Nothing. Just been in the gym as always and spending time with the family. My sister actually had her wedding, so that was fun to be in.
1: Were you the flower girl?
13: No. I was actually the (laughs) maid of honor.
1: (laughs) Tallest flower girl ever. (laughs)
13: All
3: right. <laughs> that would be, uh, that'd be interesting. I, I could see a, you know, what a flower girl. That'd be, that'd be Im- impressive. But, uh, y- you have, is, you know, you're, as you're on your way back to campus, right. Uh, and you're going to be with your new teammates. What are you expecting when you arrive in June? Are you expecting it? Like are you expecting some sort of like summer fun or hell week? What's, what's on the docket here for the next, uh, next couple weeks?
13: I'm just expecting to meet everybody and everybody just meet each other and get to know each other and also just grind it out because it's going to be the summer session. So it's not going to be anything pretty, but I think it will be fun just bonding with the team and (laughs) spending time with them.
2: So, So guys tend to try to set a pecking order when they all get together for the first time. Yeah. Now it seems like the gals are a lot smarter than the guys, but is there going to be that type of uh, pecking order established? You know, what, what goes on when you, when you get a, like a whole new roster coming together like this?
13: Well, this is my first time ever experiencing this, but I think most important is just everyone getting together and knowing like we're in the same position. So just coming together and, you know, of course, like getting to know each other, but also like getting to know each other's game, you know, having practices and workouts, seeing each other's strengths and just knowing like who we're going to go into the season with.
1: Yeah. What is that like here? I guess again, we, you know, we forget that a year ago COVID stuff was still going on. And, and so how do you think this will be different from last summer?
13: Um, I think it would be different just because we'll be able to do it more as a team and, you know, no mask, of course, but I think that there'll be more, like, team bonding and doing more, like, fun activities.
3: Was it hard, like, communicating? Do you feel like it's easier to communicate now? I mean, will it make it maybe easier for you on the court to, you know, call out screens when you don't have to worry about a mask on your face and things like that? Does that make it a little bit – I kind of look forward to it a little more?
13: Yeah, it would be way better. And it's just better seeing people's faces as well because sometimes (laughs) it'd be hard to, like, read what people are saying or like their facial expression, but also it would be better to breathe too. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: always good.
2: So Camille, uh, Jackson comes in as a highly ranked freshman. And of course you were obviously a a well-regarded freshman as well. What kind of pressure does she have on her and how can you help her based on your experience?
13: Well, I think it's only pressure if you just see it as it. I just think I saw it as an opportunity. Like, and honestly, what you do in high school matters. But then again, it does it because you start all over again for high for college. So giving her advice is coming in, just staying locked in and don't play as a freshman. Like you want to come in and make that impact. So you can't think like a freshman. You have to think like you're one of the best players on the team. And that's just the mindset that I had coming in.
1: I love that mentality. So Camille Jackson, one of uh, several new faces coming in and a, and a lot of these faces, um, have been added just in the past uh, few weeks. And what are the other, um, who of the other new teammates have you had a chance to, to interact with, uh, before this weekend?
13: Um, I got to interact with Makaira. She took a visit like a f- couple months ago and I met Bryn and I also met Genesis. I met them all on their visits and they're really cool people. Um, I would say Brandon Jennings is a little bit shy at first and Makai was the most open, but they all ended up, you know, getting more comfortable and it was just cool meeting them. They're really cool people.
3: Do, do you kind of settle into roles? Like, I mean, uh, you, what's your role going to be? Do you have any idea? Like, are you going to be more, uh, are you going to be a two a three? How, how's it a one? What, what is going to be your roles and, and have they really kind of new coaches kind of outlined for you? what that's going to look like.
13: Well, I think that as we go on and see each other's game, we'll know whose role is what. And also the coaches establishing that role for us. But I think like so far as me taking in like a leadership role, just because I've been here before, like for a year. And I just know the area. So I think I can play an important role with helping others and just setting a leadership tone. But, so far as the basketball part, I think that'll just come as time goes and we see how each other can play and also how the coaches set us up.
2: What type of goals do you have set for yourself here over the summer so that when you look back in the fall, you can say, hey, I had a, I had a great summer?
7: Um,
13: I want to, like I've talked about this before, but expand my game so far as like three-point shooting and shoot more throughout the game and also just being more consistent with my shot. But I have been more comfortable shooting threes and my shot has been looking a lot better. But also just uh playing out all three levels and I want my defense to be better. I think it's pretty good now, but I'd hate when people score on me. So I just want to be a lockdown defender. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at those in, in, inquiring questions by Mike Higley. Very nice. Hey, Adelia, uh, have fun this week if fun can be had on uh, summer workouts. And we um, look forward to talking with you next week.
13: All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks, Adelia. That's Adelia McKinnon. She's the Alani gal here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, part of the Fighting Illini women's basketball team. Josh Whitman on the new Atkins Golf Club course saying no to Alani hockey and his latest thoughts on NIL. Coming
0: up next on the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Illinois Athletic Director Josh Whitman was beaming like a proud papa last week as he helped to open the new Atkins Golf Club at the University of Illinois. Here are some of his thoughts on the day and a few other topics as well.
6: It's always exciting when you have an idea about what something can look like and then. Put some, some time and some energy and some resources into it, and, and to see it now two and a half years later, uh, at this point, and to know all that's gone into it, all the people who put so much effort into it, it uh, means a, a great deal. And obviously, just so incredibly grateful to the Atkins family for for their generosity and allowing us to make this possible. And I, I think that it's been a, a great resource already for the community, but uh, but we'll just continue to grow as, as we open it up and, and start to get more traffic through here. The coaches kind of. You know, broke down a little bit of how it helps them competitively and all that, but from your vantage point, how does it help the program, the athletic program, and beyond? Well, I think one of the things that excites me about this project is just all the different ways it can benefit, not just the Illinois Athletics, but I think the university and, and the broader community. Certainly, relative to the athletic program, the things that we can do here now from, from the golf program's perspective, I think, are, are pretty self-evident. Um, But even already just before the courses even been officially open some of the things that we've been able to do out here in terms of of Recruiting uh, in all of our sports and the things we've done out here in terms of donor activities and and fundraising engagement uh, Have been exciting for us. Uh, I think the university is starting to utilize the space more and more as well And I expect that will will grow in the future and then the the stability that we brought to this part of Urbana and residential area here has been off the charts in the 18 months since we announced the project. And so it's, uh, I think, a a win-win for everybody that's been involved. The potential to host larger tournaments or even maybe a postseason, how much does that kind of elevate you guys as a program? this gives us another tool in the toolbox that we can use to further polish the reputation of Illinois golf, not just regionally, but across the country is, is always something that uh, is going to be interesting to us. What's your you know experience as a golfer and know, how much have you been out here so far? If at all? Well, hardly anybody's been out here. The weather's been so rough this spring. Um, I, I'm not much of a golfer, I, I enjoy Fully finished and to see all the greens now grown in. It's, it's really a beautiful place and give our, our staff and the crews that have worked on this uh, all the credit in the world. Josh, how hard was it for you to swallow hockey that it wasn't going to happen right now or at any point in the near future? I, I think anytime you put as much time into something as we did into that project, that was something that we put um, over five years of effort into and did a lot of travel across the country and met a lot of really interesting people. Yeah. And, and certainly you, you expect. Those things to reach a certain outcome uh, for a variety of different reasons. It it just wasn't in the cards. And so it's, you learn in economics in school this this theory of sunk costs, you know, and I think you can really pull yourself in a hole if you justify continued activity based on past. to have a lot of different partners who came around around the table and and it was it was not just an illinois decision certainly i, I think as we talked to people we've grown strong relationships during this, this, uh, uh, during this journey it, it was evident to i think everybody that, that now is the right time that, that there just wasn't um a ready solution out there that, that was showing itself to get us across the finish line and, any meaningful time frame, and so uh, it wasn't. Certainly, it was our decision ultimately to make. But uh, as we looked around the room and, and kind of took a straw poll of the different entities that have been involved in the project, everybody was understanding and agreeing that this was this was the right moment. The, the new NIL that allows the school to be involved. How much does that change how you guys are able to go about this? Uh, to go about NIL? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it, it changes it certainly. I, I think Allows us to be more directly engaged, and what we learned over the, the first 12 months of the NIL experience was that in in a new space like this, our athletes were looking to us for guidance, and our our donors, our third-party partners were all looking to us for guidance. Everybody was looking to the athletic program to say, "How do we do this? Can you help us do this the right way?" And there were some limitations on how engaged we could we could become, and so this puts us in a position to be more uh, active and, and I think uh, helpful in, in that space for, for all of the different entities that, that are involved and so uh, we think it will be a, a positive change for us and obviously it's an incredibly fluid space evolving almost literally by the day uh, and so we'll continue to stay on top of it and, and stay in front of it. Josh,
8: how much was football divisions talked about in during your spring meetings in Arizona and is that a topic you feel like will continue to come up and you have a particular stance on at this point the way you see it? Uh,
6: no stance that I want to share. I, I think that it certainly is a it's a topic. It's something that, that the Big Ten's talking about. It's something that several other conferences are, are clearly talking about as well. Um, and, and it's one of, you know look, there's fifteen things right now that sure. are on our agenda all of which
1: That was Josh Wibbenato, Wendy Atkins Golf Club. We'll talk about all that he had to say after a quick timeout on the Sports Spectacular.
7: Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth, since 1868 proud to be the official bank of the fighting Illini member FDIC slow
4: down they say you're getting older relax seriously you're on a mission you've got places to go grandkids to see at OSF Healthcare we want you to be the best you possible whoever you are wherever you're going whatever your mission is we're here to support it because that's our mission your life our mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash your way.
1: Continuing here on the Alati Guys Sports Spectacular We're talking a little NBA finals and you know Mike we, we should first let everyone know we are recording this prior to game four so we don't know as we are talking right now the results uh, of that game. But I love this series because to me, the Celtics are everything that the Warriors were eight years ago. Uh, a lot of homegrown talent that's come together. Uh, and they're a very long and tough team. This series, I think, could go six or even seven games.
2: Yeah, this this is a lot of fun because you've got two teams that, uh, like you said, they're homegrown athletes. The defense that the Celtics can throw at the Warriors is is really amazing particularly particularly with the number of 6 foot 5 6 foot 6 6 foot 7 guys and they can they can switch all the time and they're giving fits to that warriors offense that's so dynamic and fun to watch this to me i have had so much fun watching this series
1: yeah and i think that's why you have so many back and forths uh, you have you know a couple of you know you've got a blowout in there i mean where you know, we we saw the other night uh, in Game Three, where I think the Celtics were up like 18 points in the third quarter. The um, Warriors came back, had a seven-point trip down the court at one point, took the lead briefly in the third quarter before the Celtics finally put it away. You know, you look at this team in terms of again, just uh, you know, and you know me, I'm not a big one and done guy. We don't see one and done players lead teams to titles, but the Celtics have a chance now to make that as an exception with not one but two in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think that's a testament not only to them, but also the organization uh, for buying into them longer than just one four-year contract.
2: Yeah. And, and I, you remember, like, you know, should the Celtics, um, you know, should they keep Jason Tatum and, and all those type of things? And it really is kind of a testament to how they've decided to build and not get impatient and, and not try to, you know, reshuffle the deck. And I got to give Brad Stevens a lot of credit for maintaining that. And the other thing is, is he's not coaching this year, but he did put together a pretty good uh, system that developed these two players. And, you know, I'll give him credit. Steph Curry, they, they forced him into about three turnovers in about a minute and a half in the game three that allowed – it really turned the game around because each time the Celtics scored after those turnovers – And I thought that was amazing. And Steph Curry, let's face it, you've said this many times. Steph Curry is the guy who changed basketball so much so that Kofi Coburn is having a hard time getting into the NBA. Those three turnovers by the guy who's changed the game really was what kind of closed the door on the Warriors.
1: There's no question the Warriors, a team that, again, at some point would put 6'7", Draymond Green at center. Uh, You just want five guys who can run like the Fly Atlanta back in 89, and we're seeing that now in basketball. I think both of these starting centers are only 6'9". This series goes on. I love it. I I think it's great. I I love when teams have a long-range plan, put it together, uh, draft well, um, not just talent, but got talented guys on the court, but talented guys off the court as well, high-character guys, and I think you're seeing that with both. Uh, of these franchises. I want to shift a little bit to something that, that I, I found this week and share with you, Mike, and wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk about this. Golden State uh, uh, paying money like they are the Yankees times two. They're, if you count in luxury tax this year, great story on CBSports.com. I saw, uh, they are spending $346 million in salary uh, this year. That's 176 in salary. $170 million in luxury tax payments. My question for you is, do you have a problem with that, that they're spending that much money?
2: No, I I, I love to win. So if I'm a Golden State fan, um, I am so happy that my team is doing that in order to win. And as the article that you talked about on CBS Sports uh, mentioned, you know the, the Golden State uh, ownership group is like, we're just paying guys that we drafted So why should we be penalized for drafting well and then being forced to let them go? And I had to live through that as a Cowboy fan. People forget that if the salary cap hadn't come into the NFL, Dallas might have won four or five in a row. Uh, You know, in that uh, they won 92 and 93 Super Bowl salary cap comes along. And I think they lost. 11 starters or second stringers the first year of the cap Mm. because they couldn't afford to pay them And the NFL has a hard cap. The NBA doesn't have a hard cap. And I wonder if the rest of the owners may decide that this, you know, maybe they need a hard cap not to protect um, revenue, you know, so to speak, but to keep, um, keep guys who are making good decisions year in and year out like Golden State and like Boston from capitalizing on that uh, superior drafting ability.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's what Warriors GM Bob Myers was saying in an interview that he did on a radio station. Uh, he said, Hey, you know, we drafted a lot of these guys. We developed them. It's not like we went out and signed these guys as free agents and, and built that way. Um, you know, the, the rivals are grumbling about Golden State's competitive advantage, but this is just again, where you've drafted. Well, Steph Curry was a player, um, you know, was only the seventh pick overall. I think, Clay Thompson, I think it to be 11th overall. I'm not quite sure, but these were not guys that were at the time household names. Uh, Steph Curry was so lowly rated coming out of high school, his own college, his dad's college, his dad's alma mater, Virginia Tech, didn't offer him a scholarship. And it's not like Virginia Tech has a great basketball program in the first place back then, right? So, I mean, you know, it's like even they said, no, thanks. So, you know, I love the fact that they drafted well and they've done this and it's all within the rules. I have no problem with that. I mean, to me, that's part of the game. That's being smart. Uh, when you look at this franchise, Joe LaCobbe and, and Peter Ruber bought the Warriors, I think it was 2010, for $450 million. The value of the team 12 years later is close to six billion dollars. So they know when the Chase Center opened, they had already pre-sold advertising, sold it out for the entire year at that arena for two billion dollars. So to spend 170 in, in luxury tax payments who cares because you're still making so much money the two billion dollars doesn't include the massive money they get from tv rights. so i have no problem with this and i'll be i'll be honest the celtics are next they have a decision to make coming up with all these young guys and max contracts coming up they'll be in the situation sooner had this kind of decision to make soon
2: yeah and it, it's pretty amazing You know, the the Golden State is the opposite of what you think of with the Yankees and the Cowboys who don't seem to have a consistent ability to restock with their own players. So if there was no salary cap, they would go, great, we have more revenue, we'll just buy free agents until we click on the right guy. Golden State does it by bringing them in at a low cost and being accurate in who they draft. Um, It's amazing to me that LeBron, hasn't figured out that if he wants to surround himself with a team, you know, there have been several times in his career, particularly when when they traded a bunch of really good players now for uh, Anthony Davis, that the Lakers could be in significantly better position now. And they might have even won a championship the last couple of years. Um, but LeBron was impatient and he tries to build with older players and he's forcing his team to pay a premium to do it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. I think that that's one that again, um, um, different, <laughs> different way of going about things. Uh, LeBron's never been one to grow anything. So <laughs> just, just not gonna, that's not going to happen. Uh, great player. I mean, he's one of the all-time greatest, um, but it's gotta be in his timeline and his turn. Um, he would never be on it. He would never be an Al Horford and and join a team where he's just a role player. Um, or he is somebody just going to assist, another player. Now he's a better player than Al Horford. He's a greater player in all time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But that's just not going to happen. I think it's, it's outstanding. What, what both these teams are doing Um, love. And I love what the speaking of LeBron, what the Heat that the heat were right there um, in a game seven with the same structure that was intact when LeBron was there. Imagine how, speaking of, I'll throw it out there. How many titles could LeBron have if he'd stayed in Miami with Wade as his Pippin?
2: Yeah. And with the people that Miami bring into their organization, again, another, you know, another team that knows how to draft. The question I have for you is how, how will LeBron keep this career going long enough to play with his son if he doesn't have a change of heart? Because he's not really the guy you build a franchise around anymore. When you look at aging and missed games and things like that, how do you think he's going to emotionally handle this?
10: All
1: right, I'm going to answer that question after a quick timeout. (laughs) Got to get a break in. Uh, The answer to that
11: question next on the Sports Spectacular They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Hi,
1: this is Larry Smith,
11: proud native of central Illinois. It's been an honor to have reported on the world's
1: biggest sporting events for the past three decades. And as a lifelong Illini fan, it's a privilege to now be with IlliniGuys.com. My friends and I put this together with one goal in mind, to have the best Illini-centric website around. Great features, podcasts, insider stuff. I know a little something about telling athletes' stories, and these guys know a lot about the Illini. It's a perfect match. Come over and check it out illiniGuys.com.
12: When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF on-call urgent care. With OSF on-call urgent care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit.
1: Getting out of the military, I was
8: missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that you don't understand. I still had the anger, I still had the addictions, but we didn't talk about that.
12: Came to a point where
0: it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more or less encouraged me, you know, go, go to the VA. It's okay
6: to go get help. It's okay to talk to people because it takes true strength to ask for help.
8: Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at
11: maketheconnection.net.
2: Do you like what you hear? Let the passion of Illini Guys promote your business. The sponsors are signing up right now for the upcoming fall season, and our ad space is limited. Shoot us an email at info at IlliniGuys.com and find out how easy it is to reach diehard sports fans in 30 key markets in six states. That's info at IlliniGuys.com.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: Right back here on the Sports Spectacular. Okay, so Kegley's question to me was, LeBron, how long can he sustain this till he gets to play with his son, Bronny? Yep. that's the question? You know, I asked a question. We looked up just now on the break. LeBron, next year, is uh, his final year on his Lakers deal, he'll make $44.5 million. Um, at his age and with what he can do now, he's still one of the best players in the game, no question. Uh, but he's no longer the greatest player in the game today. I think we can, we can agree with that just because he's old. I mean, it's just it's just no, no disrespect. It's just the way it is. The question is what team he's got he's to then play one more year for Bronny's freshman year. So Bronny would not be a rookie until the fall of 2024. So okay. when the Lakers extend him one year, and then will LeBron go somewhere else? And will he take a league minimum? Will he take one million dollars to play for the team, to play with his son? I mean, I would think he would, but would his ego allow that?
2: Yeah, I mean, and 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 just as much as that, by that age, you're talking a couple more years. Could he? Have, could he be the, the Scotty Pippen, or you know, even the the third dog? You know, the you know, uh, could he be like Smart is for the Celtics right now? Could he handle that emotionally?
1: I don't know. I think that, and that's, I guess that's what I don't know is, is there a young player LeBron has helped develop in his career? I can't think of one.
2: Kyrie, kind of.
1: was <laughs> already a number one overall pick.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. So it didn't take a lot of mentoring, but.
1: I mean, he, he refused to mentor Andrew Wiggins.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, um, I don't know. That's the other issue is, you know, I I don't know to what, to what, to what end uh, is this going to, is this going to play out? So I, I I don't know. Um,
2: This I'm not, you, you know, neither of us are big fans of, of watching, you know, LeBron every minute of the day, but this, this is a little intrigue that in the off seasons, as we get closer to this, it'll actually be very fun to see. And I kind of wish the Grizzlies were back in Vancouver. Cause I think then I would almost put together a fund to pay the Vancouver Grizzlies to draft Bronny, just to see if LeBron would go to Vancouver <laughs> to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck.
1: <laughs> that would be uh, that would be great. I'm anxious to see how he will do under uh Darwin ham. Who's a good guy. He used to talk to Darwin a lot when he was on uh, coach Bud's staff uh, in Atlanta. And I'm glad that he got his shots. Um, I hate that it's in, with the Lakers because, as we know, if things don't go well, it's always your fault. Yeah, um, it's, it's never anybody, anybody else's fault, and as we've um, as we've talked before. And, and we'll have to get into the LeBron debate another time, I guess, in a deeper thing. I've, I've said before that I think LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. I think he is a, a generational-type talent. There's no question. Um, I just don't get into the media love um, for LeBron. I remember watching an NBA Finals game one day, and Jeff Van Gundy on a replay just, just, just was just – dribbling out of his mouth he just said all oh, the he actually said the superhuman strength And i my son and i both who's now in college was in high school at the time my son said superhuman strength i mean it just was it was just a rebound he would have got a good rebound and put it back there was nothing exceptional that he had hulk strength but that's just what the media does and um, and he enjoys it he, he, who, who wouldn't right if i was you, 16, you,
2: 18, you saw superhuman strength this week when i straddled up to a bunch of tables at restaurants
1: yeah, we need to get that in. Folks, let me tell you something. If you go to dinner with Mike Kegley, bring the gold card because this guy could put away food. We had three meetings in Chicago, okay? We, we, we got a quick late breakfast before our first one. We had some time in between just to kind of sit and chat a bit. So Mike Kegley ate at 1130, again at 130, and again, I kid you not, at 345. And they weren't snacks, they were all
2: three meals, full plates. It, it comes from being a district manager in pharma, Larry. We would do these conventions with doctors and I would have to go out to dinner with, with a doctor and one of my sales reps. So I would set up a meet I would set up a dinner with the first one at five o'clock on one, at one part of a, a restaurant. Then I'd meet a second doctor and a second rep at seven o'clock on the other side of the restaurant. And then I'd go back over at nine o'clock to to the the original part I was sitting in and I'd have three meals. Originally, I thought I could, you know, eat a salad the second time, but I had a doctor who looked at my physical size and he goes, you're eating a salad. He goes, are you, are you seeing another doctor tonight? (laughs) And I had to order a steak and I learned how to put down three meals, but I would call my wife up and I would tell her, I go, honey, if I see another filet, I'm going to puke. And she's got three kids at home plus a job. And she goes, oh, really? You want to come and have some uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup with us? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll take the filet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was it was impressive. And and everyone should know I'm on the other end. I will go 24 hours without eating. I just forget to eat. I just it's just not a big deal for me. I'm, I'm not a foodie. I'm an anti foodie. Like I eat only because I have to. And I eat like an eight-year-old when I do. So
2: I thought we were going to have to feed you at one of the restaurants. I'm like, come on, man! Yeah. It was, folks. I'm it's just certain. telling you that he didn't eat at a restaurant, which is totally anathema to everything I believe in. This
1: was blasphemy.
2: <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're going to leave it there for this uh, two hours. As always, has gone way too fast here on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. Thanks so much to all of our guests. Glad you were with us. Enjoy the weekend. We will see you right back here. Same time, same channel next week. Until then, go Illini.
0: ILL. i This I-N-I. has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.